Welcome to the Your Company Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Wright, founder and CEO of the Wright Consult Digital Marketing Agency, and also the creator of the Patient Buzz Program. The goal of this podcast is to highlight healthcare professionals, their journey, and how they're making the world a better place. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Your Company Health Podcast. My name is Andre Wright, your host, and uh, we have a fascinating guest today. We have Zach Demopoulos. Uh, Zach is a, a, a caregiver, advocate, and a healthcare trailblazer. Zach has built a reputation as a true business partner working with all levels of leadership, including C-suite. Zach, welcome, and how are you? And thanks for having me today. I really, I really am looking forward to our conversation. And it's a pleasure, Zach. It's a pleasure, uh, Zach. To get things going, uh, I know you have an, ex- an extensive background in in business and leadership, but I want you to, to tell us your story. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so I started in the uh, pharmaceutical industry, first in sales, um, and then I went into management, and then I went into human resources which I did for almost 15 of the 23 years uh, that I spent there. Um, And then I also did some training in diversity, inclusion, and equity work. Uh, But after that, I left and then I started my own business with my wife. We did a home care business. So I was a home care provider for 13 years Mm -hmm. and um, very proud of that work. We, We helped over 500 families and hired over 700 professional caregivers during that time. And that was up through pandemic. So it was quite an experience. For the last three years, I've taken some time off and uh, did research for our book. I have a partner, her name is Selma Archer. Um, and she and I were in the pharmaceutical business together. She's a corporate lawyer. And uh, together, uh, we've been doing research and we've been working on a book that we just launched uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, which speaks to our caregiver advocacy. That's really what I do today. Uh, I took my HR background. I took my home care background. I'm also a personal caregiver for my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I brought all that together and we designed a book to that speaks to HR leaders, speaks to C-suite, speaks to managers, speaks to working caregivers as to there are ways that you can be supported, ways we can support working caregivers because it is hard to hold down a job and being and and to care for somebody and try to have a personal life all at the same time. So that's me in a nutshell. But but Zach, <laughs> why 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 being a caregiver? What what's the story behind it? Because because I know even you know when whenever we we kind of get into something, there's always a backstory and 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 more likely it's your passion. But but tell us why why healthcare? Yeah, that's so that's a great question. And I and. Uh, so I, uh, you know, it goes back to my own parents and my culture and my upbringing. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm from, my parents are from Greece. So they immigrated to the U.S. And um, in our culture, you always take care of the elderly, um, regardless of your situation, whether you could afford to or not, whether you're located in another state or not, uh, you must take care of the generations before you. Uh, that's just out of respect. Um, and, and just the way we're raised. So that's always been in me. In fact, my wife used to always uh, pick on me. We'd go to church and uh, she says, you know why we don't have young friends? Because you're always 
after coffee hour, you're over there talking to the older people. And, <laughs> and, and I just love listening to the stories. I love listening to the things that the way they were back then. And so this has always been inside of me. And, and when I was looking for a business to start, I thought, this is a good way to give back. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's something that I think that, um, that we could do and do it well, uh, because we do have respect for the elderly. And that's where it starts when it comes to caregiving. You have to respect the care recipient. You really need to show empathy as well as compassion. Um, and understand what they're going through as well as what you're going through as a caregiver. So it's always been in me to do it. And I was so happy I was able to do it for 13 years. And now I'm really excited to do what I'm doing because I want to help caregivers. Um, so many caregivers uh, have to leave work. Um, 32% of caregivers today report that they end up leaving their careers. Mm. Now think about that, Andre. You know, walk away from your Social Security earnings, pension, uh, uh, your your savings, you know, all kinds of financial situations around your work. Um, and just even the social aspect of working, you know, if, in order so that you can take care of somebody, you know, there's got to be better ways than we're doing it today. And the United States, no, no one's, you know, I'm not want to pick on them, but we're probably <laughs> not one of the better com- countries in no. this world that help individuals, you know, that are working to be able to care for somebody uh, financially. So I hope we'll do a better job of that. Right. And and Zach, that's a, that's a really, you know, noble way of, of entering into healthcare and, and doing what you're doing. But I can imagine there are a lot of uh, challenges uh, uh, in, in your, in this space now. What are some of the challenges in, 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 uh, in, in your line of business? Uh <laughs> So yeah, there there are many, um, but I would say one in particular is raising awareness so that we could be more proactive instead of reactive. Unfortunately, caregivers don't even know they're caregivers. You know, you're on a journey mm-hmm. and you don't even know it. For example, let's say you're taking a parent to a doctor's appointment. You're just doing it because you're a son or a daughter. Uh, or let's say, you know, you're on the phone with an insurance company helping figuring out an insurance issue for for a parent. Again, this is the beginning of the caregiver journey. You know, there are five steps, stages rather, to caregiving. It starts with awareness. I am a caregiver. B, it starts with responsibility. Oh my goodness, I actually have a role here. Uh, Three, increasing demands. Wow, this is more than I signed up for. Um, And things are getting tough. Uh, Four, end of life. We don't like to think about it. We don't want to talk about it, but that is reality. Yep. And then five, which is really important, is bereavement, you know, where you are no longer a caregiver. And how do you deal with that? So the challenge is, I would say the number one challenge is that most of us don't think that we're caregivers and we're unprepared. And I got to tell you, Andre, when we were running our home care business, I cannot tell you how many times we would get phone calls on a Friday around mm-hmm. 10 a.m. It's almost clockwork. And uh, my wife or I would pick up the phone and you actually have a stranger on the phone practically crying to you, telling yeah. you they were just told by the hospital that yeah. their parent is being discharged today. And they've been told that you must take care of them. They can't be alone. And they have no idea what to do. And they're calling us, uh, you know, help, help us. What, what We have no idea what to do. <laughs> and there's so much involved. So 
that's, I think, one of the biggest challenges. I think another challenge is that, you know, there are a lot of options out there. Some of them may not be the best ones. And how do people figure that out? You might spend a lot of money and sometimes it might not be the right option. Uh, or you may not be, uh, you know, maybe you're not reaching out to people to help you and you're trying to do this alone. You know, that's another challenge. So I, I say getting more information out there, raising awareness in this crazy world today where we, are, where we have so much noise, right? Mm-hmm. We have, you know, you know, audio and visual and, yep. and, and, and there's so much noise out there that you don't know how to sort through it and figure out what the good stuff is versus what the not so good stuff is. I think that's a challenge in itself, too. Right. And, and Zach, one of the things, the, 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 one of the big things out there in healthcare is, is burnout. Uh, it's prevalent everywhere. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, most people, again, don't know that they're burning out until it's too late. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so um, some of the, the statistics that we researched are alarming um, that burnout is causing, uh, it's becoming actually an epidemic in this country. And it's right up there with cigarette smoking and obesity. Yep which is alarming if you think about it. Um, so I always say a caregiver job or working in healthcare, you know, it impacts you financially, emotionally, and physically. And everybody talks about self-care. And I can be honest with you, people have gotten, have gotten nauseated with the word self-care, but it is extremely important that we do figure out a way to put a little bit of investment in ourselves. You know, the old saying, if you can't, fill up your cup of, you know, your cup, how are you supposed to fill up somebody else's cup, right? So you yourself need the right batteries. You know, you need to have enough energy yourself so that you could be able to be there, whether you're a healthcare provider or a caregiver. So burnout, I, I got to tell you, Andre, you know what we saw that was also very alarming? We would come in, we'd be hired to help a spouse take care of their spouse because they we're no longer able to independently take care of themselves. We would see that the spouse that we're hired to help care for their spouse, we would see them deteriorating right before our eyes. Mm. They, 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 in fact, we would actually had, sadly, cases where the person who hired us passed away before the person that we were hired to take care of because of the years that it, uh, of toll uh, of, of um, caregiving toll took on them, and we see it also in the healthcare profession. I cannot tell you mm-hmm. how many physicians and social workers yep. and nurses <laughs> in my in my thirteen years that we would come across that were um, they were rude and didn't mean to be rude. They they were impatient and didn't mean to be impatient, mm-hmm. or they were just lacking energy or or ill. Uh, because of the wear and tear of their professions on them. Unfortunately, we don't see it ourselves, and we all need accountability partners. We need to identify somebody out there to give us a red flag and say, hey, you're not taking care of yourself. You know, you, you really need to, you need to take a day or two to, you know, for and that's yourself. A good, that's a good point, Zach, because, I mean, that goes for all of us, because sometimes we, we don't even know that we're burnout. You know, because we're going through the hustle and bustling of life and doing everything and, and we're we're stressed and we don't even even know. So having a someone to look out for you, uh, as you mentioned, I think I think it's 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 very important, you know. 
So Certainly. I yeah, it really is. But who is that person going to be? I mean, you know, a lot of people, a lot of us were proud, you know, where we we're, were successful and we're like, we did this ourselves. They feel like it's weakness to go to somebody else, whether it's a mentor or whether it's a uh, accountability partner or just a friend. They Sometimes people feel like it's a sign of weakness to ask them for help, where uh, uh, the reverse is absolutely true. It's actually a sign of brilliance. If right. you are realizing that you might be at the end of your candle, yep, burning yep. out, and that you're going to reach out to somebody, whether it's a therapist mm-hmm. or whether it's a coworker, a friend, a manager, a neighbor, you know, somebody to to reach out to 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 kind of give you a hand. Right, right. Well said. Uh, and, and Zach, I, I know you mentioned before, and we know we all are caregivers. But but talk to us about maybe one or uh, one or two uh, misconceptions of of caregiving, you know, or yeah, sure. Talk to us about some of those. Yeah. So one of the misconceptions is that people volunteered for this caregiving role, that they wanted to be caregivers. Not everybody wanted to be a caregiver. I myself was drafted. Right. In 2006, my father had a major stroke, never been sick a day in his life. Night, And he was 78 years old. Uh, I'm I just got my biggest promotion in my career. I'm in New York City. Mm-hmm. My father's in North Carolina. And I get a phone call from my brother who says, oh, my gosh, please come down here. We don't know what to do. And so for the first couple of years, I struggled as a caregiver. And that's another misconception that we know what we're doing. Caregivers know what they're doing. It's it's a constant learning process, you know, uh, that 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 we go through. Another misconception on caregiving is that people have everything they need, resources, uh, and and so people are afraid to offer or don't know what to offer to a caregiver to a system. Where I would say that unfortunately we don't know what we need until we experience it until we are going through one crisis to another. Um, another mis- another misconception, too, is that all car- caregivers are created equal, mm-hmm. that everyone's going through the same mm-hmm. situation. And that couldn't be furthest from the truth. I talked to Andre. Uh, I-, I was just on the phone, just just uh, actually, I was on a Zoom call with somebody in Canada just, just before we were doing this. And she uh, she was a mother of a child who have with disabilities their entire life until the child passed away at 29 years old. And her story is unlike any caregiver story you'll ever come across. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every, every caregiver has their own situation, their own support mechanisms or lack of. Uh, so uh, you must treat every caregiver uh, different. And, and, and we're not different, but you must treat them as who they are in their own situation. Don't try to boilerplate or, or create a template for every single person that this is the way to do things. Right, right, right. Well said. And and, and Zach, I know, I mean, I can't believe we're, the time is, is is like flying. We're moving so fast, but I'm going to get these questions <laughs> in. We could talk on for, you know, like forever. Um, but t- talk to us about your process. You know, if, 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 you know, someone comes to you and say, Zach, you know, I need my parents, I need uh, caregiving support for my parents. Uh, what's your process? We're actually building a consulting company because our main This episode is brought to you by the new book, Visibility, Digital Marketing Secrets. You can get it on Amazon or andreewright.com. 
so that they could support their employees. But right. anyone that comes to us, I encourage them to speak with their employer. I encourage them to go to HR, go and see if they have an EAP program, speak to their manager and talk about some of the benefits that you may not be aware of. That's true. That 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 you you know that you could do, and and not worry about that negative stigma that people sometimes worry about. That you know they're going to be treated differently or looked at differently because they're asking for time off. So so I I always encourage uh, caregivers or whoever comes to us to make sure that they are seeking help at work so that it doesn't impact their work. But I always put a plan together. There's three P's. I call them three P's. All right. A plan, provisions, and people. Plan, mm-hmm. you must think through, is your parent going to, or whoever you're caring for, are they going to age in place safely, or they're going to have to eventually go somewhere else? You have to think through that plan. Provisions, do you have enough finances, resources? Think through all that. Legal documents, all that needs to be thought through before you actually need it. And three, people. Who are all the people in your life that you're going to be relying on, whether they're physicians whether they're home care providers, whether it's the government, whether it's Medicare, you know, think through all these people and start listing them and be ready and get and get and, and get get to know them. So that way you're ready as soon as you're ready to execute on this plan, your caregiving plan. I like it. I like it. Plan, provision and people. <laughs> well yeah. said. Well said. Easy to remember. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> You're a good um, listener, Andre. Yeah. Well, uh, those are those are some good some good some good pointers. Uh, and so you 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 touched on your 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 book a few times. I want to talk talk to us more about it. What this book is about and why now? Thank you. I, I appreciate that. It's been five years in the making. The mm-hmm. book is called "Working Caregivers: The Invisible Employees," and the reason we use that title is because, as I said earlier. Many people do not identify as a caregiver. Think about this, Andre. People compare it to childbirth, but it's not. Elder care is not the same as child care. If you think about it, usually child care is a happy event, yep. right? If you know a coworker or somebody who's just had a birth and they come to work, what are they doing? They're showing pictures of their baby. You're doing baby showers. It's a joyous moment. Well, let's take the reverse. Let's say your parent just went into the hospital and they are being cared for for a heart attack or they're, or they're or they've been told they have cancer. Are you coming back to work and showing pictures and talking about that event? You're not. <laughs> so you have to identify. And our book has been written in a very unique manner. It's actually fiction and nonfiction. So we actually have two characters in the book, Carrie and Mel. Carrie is a single mom whose mother has Alzheimer's and has moved her into her house. Mel was his go get him young millennial, you know, the world. He was on top of the world, New York City. Great job. And all of a sudden, his father has fallen, who has Parkinson's, and he now has to be the caregiver. So we follow these two characters with what they go through and how they interact with their work and their managers in hopes that. People reading this book will relate to it and they'll say, whoa, I understand. I need, you know, I did. that's me. And so we also talk about solutions in the book. And the book, again, is mostly for HR people, C-suite leaders, but we also hope a working caregiver picks it up and hands it to their manager and say, hey, we need to be doing some of the things that are talked about in this book. Mm-hmm. 
And the solutions are kind of easy, Andre. Mm -hmm. You know, most companies are like, what are you selling me? They're simple solutions. Like like the challenge you asked me earlier about awareness, just Mm -hmm. a simple communications program where you bring in speakers and do a lunch and learn to talk about all the aspects of caregiving is very simple to do in a company. Nice, nice. That that's that sounds sounds like it's a a book jam packed with 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 uh, great great things. Uh, so where 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 can we can we get this book? Is it available now or it's it's still- available on Amazon? Absolutely, mm-hmm. and uh, and and of course people can also go to our website and you can order off off the website there. So, um, but yeah, Amazon's probably the fastest easiest way. Right, um, and, uh, and it's it. available via Kindle as well as. As a paperback, and we're also going to be coming out with an audio version in the near future. Nice, nice, nice. I'll definitely, definitely ch- check it out. Uh, but you have Zach. You have again. We're running down, but you, we have some an exciting event coming up in January. Talk to us about healthcare amplified. <laughs> I'm really excited about this because, as you mentioned before, we talked about challenges of healthcare professionals. We have a lot to say. We have mm-hmm. a lot to talk about, but we're too busy in our lives. And we have no idea how to get started if we wanted to share more more about what we do or or how we could help our patients or how we could raise awareness. And so we created an event in January called Healthcare Amplified Summit. And it's designed to bring healthcare professionals together in a creative community to talk about ways to amplify your voice and easy ways to do it in efficient and effective ways. And we're going to have amazing speakers like yourself uh, on stage and sharing great best practices and ideas and answering questions. And when I say sharing, um, amplifying your voice, I'm talking about in any format you can think of, whether it's blogging, vlogging, writing, speaking, podcasting. It doesn't matter what vehicle you use. It's just important that you do it. Get your voice out. And so in my experience, my personal experience, when I was in home care, I wanted to do a podcast. but I had no way of figuring out how to do it. And I'm a little (laughs) technologically challenged. Okay, so I went to an event called PodFest in in Florida and they Mm -hmm. do it every year. And that's a community full of creatives on any topic. From all over the world, they come in, and that's where I learned seven years ago. I learned how to do a podcast. I did it on my own. I, I produced 35 shows, um, and I'm proud to say to this day, I still get downloads every month, and I haven't produced a show since 2019, and it was designed to be educational. And so PodFest is what gave us the idea to do Healthcare Amplified. I met my two co-founders, Sabrina. Uh, Runbeck and John Largent, uh, the three of us came up with this idea. We met at PodFest. So we decided we're going to do a healthcare event the first day of PodFest. And then the other four days are dedicated to more of a general topic. It's an amazing event. Uh, we hope to have a couple of hundred people come to ours. And PodFest is probably going to have about a thousand come to theirs. Yep, yep, yep. And and from I know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a blast, Zach. It's gonna be good. The list of speakers, great people, and I know you know it's it's just gonna be wonderful. And I really like um, the the message that we're trying to send out there, and 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 how we're trying to you know amplify, get people to you know you know uh, share their story. I think that's a that's a that's a big thing in 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 this environment. 
And uh, so I, I, I like the vision and I know it will. Well, it will... You, you're walking to talk, Andre. I, I got to tell you something. I'm going to pat you on the back. What you're doing right here, podcasting and interviewing guests from different different backgrounds. For example, you just had an amazing guest I listened to, uh, Anna Lee Kruger. Yeah. And she is, she is in the caregiving business. But let me tell you something. You gave her an opportunity to tell her story. You gave her an opportunity to talk about what they do. And you and you had you gave her an opportunity to explain to people in English, easy to consume bites, what she does. And let me tell you, I guarantee you, most people don't know what she does. Yeah. That's and the true. fact that you gave her that vehicle, that voice helps her be able to help others. So yeah. uh, you know, I applaud you. I applaud you for what you're doing. Uh, this isn't just about Andre. This is about helping others also come out yeah, here in the healthcare space. No, that's what it's all about. And even what you did today, because I mean, you, this our discussion and the practical, you know, <laughs> examples and the way you explain caregiving. I know you've opened up a lot of eyes and and you you gave a lot of nuggets. So thank you for what you're doing uh, in the space. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> and and Zach, I know it. It, it we're at the end. Um, and uh, again, it was a pleasure for you to join me. And before before we leave, uh, I'm just I want you to just uh, speak out the your website where our listeners and viewers can go and learn more about you. Sure. Uh, very easy. Invisible Advocates. I'm sorry. InvisibleEmployeeAdvocates.com. InvisibleEmployeeAdvocates.com. Go to our site there, and it'll, it'll tell you about our book and who we are. Um, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. So is my partner, Selma Archer, both of us. And uh, you can also send us an email, info at ieadvocates.com. Again, IE, Invisible Employees. So awesome. Awesome. please uh, reach out to us. We will talk We will talk to anyone. Uh, we, we don't charge anything right now. So we'll <laughs> talk to anyone if they need some assistance. I talked to about three to four strangers a week, giving them some tips about caregiving. So uh, mm -hmm. happy to talk to anybody. Please reach out if you have any questions. Awesome. Awesome. And Zach, thanks again for jumping on the podcast and uh, talk to you soon. Thank you, Andre. Really enjoyed talking with you. I hope you found this information useful. Please share this episode on social media and also visit our website at andreewright.com slash podcast for more. And also leave us a review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, see you then.